0: Welcome to the Taney Love Church Podcast. Our desire is to gather, train, and send those who are called into the kingdom. We hope this message inspires, uplifts, and equips you to fulfill the call that God has placed in your life. Thanks again. God bless. Faith abides in the word of God. The, the scripture says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith resides in the word of God. It doesn't reside in what you think it should be. We're just going to jump into service if that's okay. I think, I think that's all right for today. Faith doesn't lie in what your hopes are, meaning wishes. It doesn't lie in what you think something should happen. It abides in the word of God. It rests there. Faith comes in hearing God's word over the situation. What God says about it, you can apply your faith to. I, w- I was reading that, that scriptures in Romans, and I was reading a couple translations, and, and I'm going to break that down for you. Faith can only come by knowing Jesus. Faith only exists by you understanding that God sent his son to die on the cross for you. Faith comes that you understand that God was so good and loved you so much that he sent his only son to die on the cross so that you could be in relationship with the Father. We have to have an understanding of that to have faith. This is what Paul talks about in Romans when he's talking about this. He said he talked about, uh, he talked about righteousness through the law, then he talked about how Jesus made us righteous. Earlier in Romans, around around chapter 8, don't quote me, it says that Jesus came to do what the law could not do because it was weakened by the flesh. Faith is understanding that the promises of God are simply that, promises. They are a guaranteed going-to-happen thing. Faith abides in the word of God. So Jenna was fighting the idea of talking to a doctor. I know people... Not no one in this church, right? I know people who would say going to the doctor means you're walking out of faith. I know people who would say that. And I I know Christians who look at the Bible and say, well, God says he can heal us, right? So we don't need doctors. Okay, well, where do doctors get their smarts from? Why do we have doctors? Because the devil can't create anything good. He can only kill, steal, and destroy. So why do we have so many smart doctors who know so many smart things? Where does that smartness come from? God. So if God likes doctors, why don't you? He is a doctor. doctor. He's a physician. So faith resides in the word. And so Jenna was fighting this because, I don't don't know, I may be speaking out of turn here, but she was anxious to talk about her anxiety. She didn't want to bring anyone into that. She also wasn't sure if that was stepping out of faith. She was just trying to find it. And God said, why don't you talk to a doctor? She received a word from the Lord. What was the word? Talk to a doctor. There was a lot of people who would say she's stepping out of faith by talking to a doctor. I know people who would say that. And that's okay. I'm not making fun of them. I'm not, I'm not basking in their ignorance. But I, but I understand where that thought process, process comes from. But God told Jenna, Jenna, why don't you talk to a doctor? Jenna met her in a place where she could go because of what he said. You know the last time I got a call from her? because she was having a panic attack, I actually don't know when the last time was. It's been a long time. It used to be like two or three times a month. And I'm not telling her anything that she wouldn't tell you. And I'm not dogging on her. She actually had some stuff going on. She was under attack. She didn't want it. It wasn't like she was accepting this thing. She was trying to deal with it. But when she received the word from the Lord, which was talk to a doctor, that's what God told her. And she was obedient. And God met her in that place and has brought healing and restoration to her life because faith abides in the word of God. You don't get to decide what faith is. You don't get to just say, well, I have faith for this thing. Well, do you have scripture? Do you have direction? Has God said? Faith is not just a holy wishing for the best it's not just christian's version of you know rubbing a lamp and you get four wishes because faith has to be bigger than ourselves has to be stronger than ourselves has to be put into something that is more firm than we are see see we talk, we've been talking about how god's god does not lie he can't and he won't because the universe that we living is hanging on the truth of what God said when he created the the atmosphere when he created the stars when he created the planets when he, everything is hanging on the word God's true word today it's not like that was done and then it's over continually creation is hanging on the very word of God when we can find truth in what he said, we have something to apply faith to. See, the scripture says you only need to have faith the size of a mustard seed. Has anyone ever found confusion in that verse? How do you quantify a mustard seed? I mean, you, have you seen a mustard seed? They're small, tiny, tiny. tiny little seed. And you go, how do I have faith that big? Do I have faith that big? I think I have faith that big, but I don't know if I can say to a mountain be moved. Now we say this verse and we hear it in children's church. Yeah, I have faith the size of a mustard seed. You can hand out mustard seeds, and everyone's like, Yay, we have mustard seed faith. Woohoo! But how do you quantify that? See, it's, it's not that you have to grow your measure of faith, it's that you have enough faith to believe in what God said. Have enough faith to understand that what God said is truth. You don't have to have big faith, you have to have faith in the one who is big. I said, you don't have to have big faith, but you have to have faith in the one who is big. And faith comes by knowing simply about what God did through Jesus Christ. That's the the essence of faith. In Hebrews 11 verse 1, it says, faith is the substance. It's the base of things that we can expect with confidence. That's what the word hope means. So just We've been going over. The word hope means to have expectation and confidence, to expect things with confidence. Not hope doesn't mean I wish. I wish Jenna would have brought us all coffee from espresso. That's a wish, right? So a lot of people use the word hope as a wish, but <laughs> she's shaking her head at me. The word hope in the dictionary means to expect with confidence. It's a sure thing, like the law of gravity. If I throw something up, it shall come down, right? Because the law of gravity exists faith is a sure thing the reason why i feel like we've been going over this and going over this and working this is because it is it is what we exist in as christians later on in verse six it says without faith it is impossible to please god because if you don't have enough faith to believe that he is you don't belong to him does that make sense You have to believe that what God said is true, and you have to have a foundation of faith and understanding that he is good. Does it always feel good? No. Does it always seem good? Not necessarily. The the scripture doesn't say that God is good for you in the way you define it. A lot of people take it that way, but that's not what he said. God has a plan and a purpose for your life, Says so in Jeremiah 29 11. He says there's hope in this, that there's a future in it, that there's good things for you in it. He has a plan and a purpose. I like visiting Colorado. It's a beautiful state, they have great, beautiful mountains there and streams. I love going to Colorado. I love being in Colorado. I do not like driving there. Have you ever driven through Kansas? It's awful. <laughs> Okay, don't enjoy it. Not a fun trip. It takes forever. It's like it's like driving to Pennsylvania. I also like going to Pennsylvania, but I don't like the portion where I have to drive through Ohio. It's boring. It's awful. Driving through Kansas, you can just close your eyes and put it on cruise and wake up two hours later and you're still in the same lane, still looking at corn and potatoes. It's boring. I don't like the trip it takes to get to Colorado, but I like being in Colorado. Faith is what mattered. Being led is what matters. See, as Christians, we're actually set apart. We're called to look and be and act differently. And it's not your job to instigate that growth. All you have to do is have faith in the one who promised eternal life, understand that what he said was true, and then walk with the Lord. He, he actually said that he will, he will guide your steps. He, he, has, he has a plan and a purpose. He, he, he says, go left, you go left. He says, go right, you go right. He says, stop, you stop. He says, go, you go. I, I believe we're wrapping up um, what, well, I don't, let me, let me rephrase that. I don't know that you could ever finish talking about living by faith, but I, I kind of want to move on from that. And something that I believe is just as important and is married to living by faith is being led by the spirit because you you faith comes by hearing about god hearing who he is and what he did right it comes it comes from hearing a word and doing it how did jenna hear the word that she was supposed to go to the doctor who said it the lord did through what through the holy spirit jenna where were you at when were you at the doctor's office when that happened did god walk into the doctor's office physically and go jenna I don't actually think he talks like that. I just It's just fun. You ever got, have you guys ever seen the Ten Commandments movie? Moses. I, I don't think he talks that way, but it would be kind of cool if he did. But, yeah, but he didn't walk into the office where Jenna was and go, Jenna, talk to the doctor about your anxiety. No, that's not what happened. It would have been super cool. And I'm sure if she actually saw God face to face, she would have died and gone right to heaven, right? She would have had no more anxiety wouldn't existed. <laughs> thank you lord but it wasn't god didn't physically walk into the room where jenna was so what told jenna the holy spirit being led by the holy spirit is the most valuable tool you have as a christian do you want to know why i know that because jesus left so the holy spirit could come I mean, if he said, I need to go so this can happen, you understand that. He said, I, basically, this is the Mike interpretation. I can't stay here because one is coming who's better. I'm not saying that he was better than God, but he's better for you than having a singular Jesus. Does that make sense? The Holy Spirit was poured out upon the whole earth. It actually says the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now lives inside of you. I want you to think about the first part of that sentence the same holy spirit that raised jesus christ from the dead. Okay, was jesus dead? Where was he when he was dead? What was happening to him while he was dead? When he died on the cross, what happened to him? He was tortured for everything that you were going through. He he bore your sickness, he bore your pain. He he was in he was he was damned for you. Because what what we deserved Like he was saying, what do you deserve? You deserve death. That's what the scripture says. Because the result of sin is death. That's what we deserve. Death, dead, nothing, nada, right? But the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from being an internal punishment for your sin, for taking all sickness, all disease, all hurt, both mental and physical, the same Holy Spirit that pulled Jesus out of that situation lives inside of you. The same one. What I want to do is I want to impart that the Holy Spirit isn't just something hooby-jooby that Christians talk about. It's not something weird. There's a lot of circles who don't like the Holy Spirit because it's this weird, untangible, gross thing, and I don't understand why. It's just a lie from the devil. The Holy Spirit is the most important tool you can have as a believer. It is how God communicates with you directly. He communicates you through the person of the Holy Spirit. And so when God says something through the Holy Spirit, you can apply your faith to it because that becomes truth. God, through the Holy Spirit, told Jenna to talk to a doctor. Jenna talked to the doctor. God brought an answer to her life through a way she didn't expect by being obedient to what the Holy Spirit told her. Being led by the Spirit is something that we should understand is good for us. It's not weird there's a lot of different teachings out there. I would encourage you to to one of a couple things one have an open mind to this be willing to understand because what I'm going to bring is scripture I'm not just going to give you my ideas I'll tell you some of my experiences and'll give I'll, I'll give glory to God in ways that he's literally saved my life through the Holy Spirit and two for, don't forget all the other teachings you have, not because they're not good, but just be willing to understand. What I wanna do is I, I like to know what the word says. Yeah. I can only bring I can only bring understanding to you through what this says. Right? So that's what we're gonna base this on. I have a rule in my life, and that is if you can find it in the word and it's within context, I believe it. No other theologian, no other some person with a doctorate who knows everything about the history and the lineage who writes all these other books, will supersede what this word says yeah. in my life. And you need to be the same way, okay? Second, the Holy Spirit knows what's in this book, and he'll never contradict it, yeah. ever. The Holy Spirit will not contradict what the word says. doesn't happen. Because the Holy, it's, they're three in one. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, they're the same person but in three parts. Does that make sense? I know it's a little bit hard for our human hand, understanding, but just act like a child and believe it, Right? Kids believe in Santa Claus still. You can believe in the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. It's it's one of those things that we might f- not fully be able to comprehend how it actually happens, but that's what faith is. Faith is believing that what he said was true over what we understand. Our understanding our understanding takes second takes the back seat to what the word of God says. It has to be that way. It's what pleases God. Does that make sense? But being led by the Holy Spirit and living by faith, they're they're married together because, like I said, faith comes by hearing and hearing what God says over a situation. So I have an an example for you. I kind of hinted at this earlier, but there's been times in my life where we needed finances. Let's be honest. The first 10 years of our marriage was probably times (laughs) of our lives. We've only been married 12, so we're just now starting to figure it out. <laughs> I'll tell myself, I don't care. I don't care. Uh, I, I worked nine to, five, nine to five jobs. I worked in restaurants. I've worked in corporate businesses, and I've had good jobs, and I've had bad jobs. Like Paul, I've known times of plenty, and I've known times of lack, but the times of lack have definitely been more than times of plenty in my life, but not, 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 not so much anymore. But there have been plenty of times in my life where we needed money for something, and Becky would call me when I was at work, and she'd say, Micah, there's this bill due. And i say, okay. She goes, what are you going to do about it? I said, what do you mean, what am I going to do about it? She's like, well, it's kind of a big deal. I was like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm not really worried. And she goes, don't, don't you care? You're the man. You're supposed to be the provider. I'm telling my wife, she's no longer this way. This was like the first couple years of our marriage. I said, I'm, I'm not the provider. Mm-hmm. It's not my job title. According to the scripture, my, my job title is to die for my wife. Yeah. To lay my life down for her. To treat her as Christ treated the church. That's my description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It says so in Ephesians and in Timothy. <laughs> but he's the provider, right? So there's been times in our lives that when we would hook together on something, God, we, we have something coming up what would you want us to do? There's been times when he said, don't go to work, stay home and ask me for the money. And he said, how, he asked me, he said, how much do you need? I don't mean I heard God didn't walk in my living room. This is me having a conversation with the Holy Spirit, right? How much do you need for this week? I said, Lord, I need 600 I need $600 for this week. He said, ask me for it. So Becky and I got together. We held hands. God gave me a word. So we believed on that word. And by the end of that week, the six hundred dollars that we need came in. Does that mean Becky and I are something great? Nope. That means we believe in one who is great. Does that make sense? We trust in, rely on the word of God. What He says, we consider truth, no matter matter what it looks like. Being led by the Spirit is so vitally important. When I was when I was first learning this, um, I was I don't know seventeen years old. And I think this might be the very first time I remember hearing the Holy Spirit say something in urgency to me. So I have a large family. Most of you know that. I have uh, four brothers and two sisters, so there's seven kids in my family. And we used to live um, in a place called Eagle Rock, Missouri. And you're going to go, I've never heard of it. And that's because nobody has. There's more cows there than people. My, my family made up 10% of the population. Okay, <laughs> Tiny little place an hour or so from here. We lived on about 700 acres just under that, and we ran cattle, and we had horses and chickens, and anyways. So we were driving home. We used to come to Branson for church Friday night, Sunday morning, and Wednesday night for youth. And I was driving. I was 17 years old, and we had this big, black, uh, like, 15-passenger van, okay? And I was driving home with my wife and all of my brothers and sisters in the van with me. Maybe My older sister might have been married at this time, so most of my brothers and sisters— and if anyone knows the area, I was in, I was heading, we were leaving town. I had gotten to Branson West. You know where Branson West comes to a T and it goes right to Reed Springs and left to Kimberling City? I was right there and the Holy Spirit, I don't mean, the voice didn't come audibly into the car, but into my heart, he said, pull off the side of the road. It was one of the very first times I can remember the Holy Spirit speaking to me this way. And I pulled off the road, like quickly. I just, I, I, I was, it was so real to me. I didn't know if someone in the car said it, but it was just came from the inside of me. And I pulled off the side of the road and my mom said, what are you doing? And I, cause she was in the passenger seat. I'm 17. I'm still, I'm 16 or 17 learning how to drive. What are you doing? I said, I don't know. I just felt like I was supposed to get off the road and thank the Lord for a spirit filled mom who was teaching us to be led by the Holy spirit. She said, okay, well, we'll just wait. So we did. And maybe 5, 10, 15 minutes had gone by, um, and I felt a release. What I, me- what I mean by that, I didn't hear a voice that said go. I just felt peace about moving on. And so we did. We got back on the road, and about 10, the, the exact amount of time that we had stopped, that many minutes down the road, we came up to an accident. And the car had flipped and rolled over multiple times and, and went onto a head-on collision with someone else, and we would have been right there. In a giant van that is not very nimble on seventy six which roads are like this, God saved us from severe injury and maybe death by simply saying, "Get off the road." see that that happens because I underst- even at that age, I knew that the Word of God was truth and was good, and if I heard it, I need to do the best that I possibly can to obey it. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of a lot of things in my life annoying, and they always want to satisfy themselves this last week was a good example of that right you're stuffed full but you see pecan pie and pecan pie is your favorite and you know what you do i think i can have room for a little pecan pie right and then you eat the pecan pie and you know how you feel afterwards awful (laughs) you feel bad it doesn't feel better it feels worse it feels awful you sit in your chair like why did i eat that pecan pie but then mom brings out pumpkin pie like oh wait well you maybe may even just have a little bit of pumpkin pie. I'm not speaking from experience or anything like that. Not us, right? Say, not me. See, it's the, the flesh gratifies itself in the moment. It doesn't think of the consequences. That's what the flesh does. That's what feelings do. They're sad. They want to eat, right? They want to they hug someone. They want to they do something to make themselves feel better. The flesh is not a good thing to follow because it will always live indulgently in the moment, not thinking about consequences of the future. In in Galatians, it says that you can't satisfy the flesh and the spirit at the same time. It says the things of the flesh are flesh, and the things of the spirit are spirit. And, And the things of the flesh, it says, are enmity with God. They're against God. There's a lot of Christians who Proclaim that they are Christians. Proclaim that they believe in Jesus Christ, but they just don't act it. They don't walk it, and they don't. And that not because they don't want to, because they don't know how to. I believe there's some who don't want to. I'm sure that there's plenty of people who have just decided it's too hard. I've been there in my life. Thank the Lord, He helped and sustained me for it. There've been lots of my times where I, I would have loved to take a job. I mean, I've had I've had job op- offers making six figures a year. More, I mean, good, I mean like g- crazy money, stupid people money, like more money than you need to have money but it would have required me to stop doing what I'm doing now. And this was a couple years back when I wasn't even doing this the way that I'm doing it now. I had people here who could have done it. We had pastors in place that could have done it. But I didn't have peace about it. And a lot of times when you're praying and believing for something, him not saying something is the same as saying something. Right? Lord, this is something I'm thinking about doing. And if you hear crickets on the other side of that line, you shouldn't do it until you get an answer. Well, I really want this. Nothing in return. Guess what? <laughs> I, I don't like to move unless the Lord tells me. <laughs> Sorry, Sue. <laughs> I don't like to move unless the Lord tells me. Because, because I get more, I've got myself in plenty of trouble. Lots and lots and lots of trouble. Got myself in stupid situations financially. <laughs> one year, Becky and I decided that, you know, families get to have family vacations, and we see all these pictures of it going. On. Well, we want one. We want to have a vacation, so we went to Myrtle Beach and we took all the pictures and we put them on Facebook and we went into debt about four thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Satisfying the desires of the flesh. That's all. It, it was a four. We took a four thousand dollar bath because we felt bad about ourselves. We were jealous of others. Four th- four, was that worth $4,000? No. I can tell you right here now, no. But we did that because we, we wanted, we, this is what people should have, right? Families, they have kids and they go on vacations. We are a family. We have kids. We should go on vacation. That's what people do, right? $4,000. $4,000. I just want to I just want to You know what you can do with $4,000? A lot. You can buy a car for it. Well, maybe not now, but you can buy a horse for that. <laughs> you can buy a horse for $4,000. I know more about livestock than I do about everything else. You can do a lot with $4,000. That that's two, that's 2 months. That's that's 2 months of, of rent from the building that we're in. You know that that's 6 months of car payments if not more. You can do a lot with $4,000. You know what I did? Sat on a beach. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. If you have $4,000 and you've saved up and you've been responsible and the Lord says, go, you go. But it's not about servicing ourselves. It's about serving the Father because like I said, I've gotten myself... And all kinds of trouble. I've bought vehicles when I didn't have money to buy a vehicle. We had a vehicle that we could have spent less money in fixing, but we traded it in underneath, meaning I owed more than what I got for it, and we rolled that loan over to a new car, and I paid it off two weeks before we sold it. And it was running on three cylinders and three wheels. It was rough. But thank the Lord, I, we now have two completely paid for vehicles completely paid for vehicles in the last two years the lord has paid off close to i don't know forty thousand dollars in debt and i've worked less than i ever have in my life now this is not bragging on me it's bragging on god because the math doesn't work out it like i've sat down and i've tried to figure it out it doesn't make sense to me doesn't make sense god is so good our car got towed one day Becky called me and said, hey, Micah, um, someone's here picking up our vehicle. And I said, well, that's not good. I said, didn't we pay? Now, we had, we had, I'd lost a job, and we were about two months behind on our payments, but we were paying every month. So we, we hadn't had any issues before, but she's like, I'm not worried. God's going to take care of it. And I said, well, I'm not worried either. It's just, it's just a thing. Thank the Lord for just a little bit of peace. Thank the Lord for just a little bit of understanding. We didn't freak out. Within 24 hours— the tow company brought our car back to us, charged us nothing for the tow, charged us nothing for keeping the car, and we received $5,000 to almost completely pay it off. Wow. That's the God that we serve. That, that has nothing to do with Beck here. That has everything to do with God's ability to lead your life. We had surrendered in that portion of our life. We were throwing our whole hearts into ministry. We were doing everything he had asked us to do to the best of our ability, and he took care of us. You know, when when Jesus was baptized by John, he went down and was baptized, right? And John said, you should baptize me. And he said, no, I need you to baptize me. Jesus was baptized, and it said the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus. You know what the very first thing happened? So that's at the end of chapter three. You know what the very first thing that happened that the Holy Spirit did to Jesus? The very first thing, the, the, the very beginning of chapter four is he led him into the wilderness to be tempted. That's the first thing that the Holy Spirit did. I don't want you to pay attention to the temptation part, but What I want you to pay attention to is the sustaining part. Because yeah, the Holy Spirit brought Jesus into a position that was going to be hard for Jesus, but he sustained him. How do you not eat for 40 days, right? You would have to have the sustaining power of the Holy Spirit. You would have to. I actually don't know if that's scientifically possible to not eat for 40 days. I'm sure you would be rather ill, right? And after 40 days of being sustained, then the enemy came to tempt him. The temptation came at the end of 40 days when he was done with his fast. you understand that? The devil didn't mess with him while he was in his fast because he was being sustained by the Holy Spirit. When he went to operate in things of the flesh, sustaining his fleshly body, the devil was right there. Do you understand that? The devil didn't come while he was in the Spirit fasting, being sustained by the Holy Spirit. The devil only came when Jesus needed to fulfill his fleshly needs. We do need food to sustain ourselves, Right? That's when the enemy came to tempt, but he was sustained and the Holy Spirit brought things back up to the Lord's remembrance, helped him with the verses and helped him use scripture to defeat what the enemy was trying to do. The devil used, used the Bible, manipulated it and changed it to try to convince him, but God used scripture to counteract what the enemy was saying. The devil came to attack the word. Jesus came to fulfill it. See, being, being led by the Spirit is such an integral part of, of who God made us. It, it, like I said, it's married to faith. They're one and the same. You, it would be really hard to have faith for things specifically in your life if you didn't have the Holy Spirit. What I mean by that is the Bible doesn't tell Jenna what to do with the doctor's office specifically. Does that make sense? But it does tell Jenna to be led by the Spirit. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons, and sons is plural, that's sons and daughters, it's all humanity, right? Those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons and daughters of God. That's in the Word. That's what the Scripture tells us. So we have a response, because this book would be massive if it, if it went over every per, everyone's individual scenario, right? I don't think anyone could ever read it in a lifetime, because it would be a lifetime of decisions of billions upon billions of people. He went so he could send the Holy Spirit that would be married together with all our spirit that would help lead our lives. The verse that in John, I believe it's in John, where it says um, we're supposed to be, we're supposed to take the yoke that he gives us and be yoked together with Jesus. That's what it's painting a picture of. As we surrender our lives to the Lord, our spirit gets married to his spirit. And we don't get a lead. We don't get to make decisions. Sometimes he'll allow input on our behalf but most of the time he's going to tell us what to do and when to do it, which is great for me. I love that. I'm tired of making decisions for my life. And you, I, 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 are you? I'm, I'm serious about that. Look at your life and look at the situations you're in. And I'm not saying your life looks crappy from up here. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I mean, you get yourself in situations. I have literally got tired. I can't do this anymore, God. I literally am so bad at trying to run my life. I need you to do it not good at it. I, I, I am, I am, my wife says, like, I'm, like, way too trusting with people sometimes, and people would just take advantage of me all the time. If I don't have the Holy Spirit, I would not have any money. I would just give it away to everyone who needs it. My wife says I have a happy dog syndrome where I just think everyone wants to be my friend. I'm like a golden retriever. You could lock me in a trunk and open the door, and I think you did it by mistake. That's act, things like that have actually happened in my life okay? I ju- I'm thankful to live that way because it makes the, my perspective way easier than worrying about stuff. But if I didn't have the Holy Spirit, I would, I would be broke and in ignorance going, oh, what did God, I don't understand. The Holy Spirit leads us and guides us and gives us help. He's way better at this than we are. And I, and I love when he can say something and I can apply my trust to that, which is what faith is. It's trusting that what he said is true. It's trusting and understanding that what God says is truth. Yeah. Over the, what, what, No matter what the situation looks like. And there's been, there's been lots. I mean, it's not easy just to lead a church. It's not easy just to make decisions. You should thank the Lord every time you walk in this building that this wasn't Micah's idea. You really, really should. You know what Micah's idea was? Stand back there and never leave. That's what I wanted to do. That's, I don't. No one needs to know my name. I'll just stand back there. I'll, I'll play my little piano. I'll sing my little songs. Someone else can do this. Wasn't my idea. I never. It's, I know some people like have the vision from a young age. You know, God made me a preacher. He made me this. Nope, not me. That's okay. I, I, I just wanted to. I didn't even want to do that. But I finally got comfortable with that, and I thought, this is it. This is as far as I'm going to go, Jesus. Which is never a good thing to tell the Lord. <laughs> Just because he's going to go, really? Are you sure about that? He's brought us to play. We've We've traveled this year. We went on four or five different ministry trips. And again, I work less than I have ever had, and we are more taken care of. We, in the last year, have inherited six acres of land. Six acres. Do you have six acres of land? If you do, that's awesome. Maybe one day, if that's what the Lord desires you. That's not because of me. It's because of him. It's simply by being obedient, by being led. We were living in a place I was a ranch hand at a place that was was pretty rough on us. The owners were were confused and saying some things. They loved Jesus to the best of their ability, but it was rough. It was really bad time to sleep. The, the, there was a lot of turmoil. There was a lot of confusion. And one day Becky and I were talking about it, and the Lord corrected us. We were kind of getting complaining about it. When is this going to end? This is rough. And the Lord said in my heart, again, the Holy Spirit said, you're in the exact place you're supposed to be at the exact time you're supposed to be there. And then he said, not a lot of Christians can say that sentence. And peace just overflowed, just overwhelmed us both. And it ended quickly and abruptly in, in a lot of turmoil. But what came out of that is Becky and I being in the best position we've ever been financially and spiritually and in our family. Because... Of obeying what the Holy Spirit did. Do you understand how faith and being led are, are so closely knit? How they're so important? Because it's how it's what we apply faith to. It's it's good to read the scripture and you should, and you should know it. That this is the very word of God. There's a lot of situations in your life that you can read this and the Lord will tell you what you're supposed to do. Right? Like if you're curious, if 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 you should be, you know lying a little bit just so you can get a better deal on something okay and you're not sure if that's good or bad you could ask the holy spirit but the answer's in here you know what i'm saying well holy spirit what if i just like i mean what if it's not like a full eye what if it's just like i leave out some information the answer's in here what if, what if what if someone disrespects my mama what if someone says something negative about my family I'm not, I'm not just going to let that happen. They disrespected my name. They disrespected my heritage. Someone ought to smack them in the mouth, Right? The answer's in here. There's a lot of things that, that we know we should and should not do in this book. Lots of stuff. That's why you should know it. Faith comes by applying your life to what this word says. But it also comes by what the Holy Spirit says. And it's good to to practice being led. It's good to understand what the voice of the Lord sounds like. The word says that we know his voice and another voice we will not follow. How does that happen? Being in relationship with him and listening. I, I want you to be really honest with yourself. You don't have to tell me, just be honest with yourself. If you felt like you have not heard the voice of the Lord in a few minutes, I have a couple things for you to do. One, ask the Lord to make his voice clear to you. And also, sometimes that requires time. Like shut off your TV, shut off your phone, go get in the closet, go for a drive, and just be quiet. Like just shut up for just a few moments and allow the Lord to speak. Second, go back to the last thing he told you to do. Go back to the last time you felt like you heard the Lord's voice and make sure you fulfilled that. Because a lot of times you're looking for an answer for thing B, but he told you to do something over here in A. This is why you don't get to dictate how God speaks to you. Your faith is applied to his word, not what you define his word to be. He may be talking to you about something completely different and you're trying to hear the Lord about something else and you need to go fulfill this first. That's how this relationship works. Because again, he's way better at this than you are. Say, he's way better at this than I am. it's absolutely true. We should humble ourselves just a little bit and recognize that we don't have all the answers. We don't, and we won't. We never will. It absolutely will not happen. We We only have a portion of true understanding here on earth. You understand that? We only have a portion of it. That's why we have the Holy Spirit. He knows all the things. He knows all the things. If there's things to know, he knows them, right? If they're valuable and they're good for you, he's got it. He's got it figured out. You don't have to figure it out. You just have to learn how to be led. Whatever he says to you, do it. And that's how you live by faith. That's, that's where faith comes is because God told me this over this situation. I believe what he said, and it is truth. The reason why Jenna does not have an issue with anxiety like she used to is because she applied her faith to what God told her to do. That was the answer. What Do what God said. Believe that he's good enough to back up his own word you ever met someone that, that's a talker? Don't say any names, and don't raise your hand. But they talk a lot, and every time they talk, you just think, they're never going to do that. It's in, last week, it was they were going to go to college for this, and this week, they're going to be a dermatologist. They're not going to do any of it. You know, people like that, they just like to, every week, it's like they got a new idea, or a new invention, or a new thing. Don't be like that. Don't do that. We're supposed to live by faith, being led by the Holy Spirit. And it may look different from the outside. It may look like it's not progression. It may look weird. It may feel awkward. But I can promise you, if you can can just sacrifice your own desires and just accept, humble yourself and just accept that what he has for you is better than what you have for you, your life will dramatically change in an instant, in a moment, quickly, like sooner than you think and better than you think. I want to give you some verses. It's everything I've been talking about, but like I said, it's important to know the word. The, The verse, it's in Romans 10 that says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Romans 10, 17. The story of John the Baptist when he baptized Jesus, that's Mark 3 and Mark 4. The end of Mark 3, the beginning of Mark 4. The reason why I'm telling you this is I don't want you to take my word for it. I want you to look at these things and read them when you're at home um Galatians 5:16 it talks about the difference between spirit and flesh and how they are opposite. That's a really good one to study. I, I, the reason why I'm giving you this is because you should go you need to go look. Like I said faith comes by hearing. And if I if I can point you to God's word, that's when faith will rise. It does it is good for me to share about this. Faith can come that way, but something even more solid than I am is this, right? And that's not me saying I'm anything solid, okay? I just want to make sure, like, I could have great advice, but compared to this, it's ignorance, absolute ignorance. You understand? So I want, to, I want you guys to read the, these verses. In, in John 14, it says that the Holy Spirit brings all things back to your remembrance. You know that he can help you with stuff? Can I give you an example of how the Holy Spirit is a helper? Do you have time? Are we okay with this? Just a few more moments. This morning... I, uh, I wanted to get to church early because I wanted to kind of study a little bit more. And I have a wife and kids at home, and not that it's hard to study at my house, but there's a lot of stuff going on. So sometimes it's good to come early and just focus. I study throughout the week, but I wanted to get here early. So it's cold this morning, so I ran to my truck, and I started my truck. And I thought to myself, I need to unlock the doors, okay? And so I, I in, in my mind, running quickly, I unlocked the doors. But what actually has happened is I locked them, and then I shut the door. And then I stood there, and I went, no, no, how did this happen? And so uh, so the the Holy Spirit just said, calm down, we're going to work it out. I said, okay, and I just started praying in the Spirit. And Jude, says, build yourself up in the most holy faith by praying in tongues. So that's what I began to do. When you start praying in tongues, you're praying his language over the situation, not your own, because he's way better at unlocking doors than I am. So I was like, okay, Lord, I don't even know what to do. I've, I've broken into multiple cars with a coat hanger, so I started there. So I ran into my closet. Now, my wife had recently bought... New coat hangers, and none of them are wire. They're all plastic <laughs> and nice. And I was like, "Son of a gun! What am I gonna do?" I found the only remaining wire hanger, which we don't have anymore, by the way. And so I took it outside and I unwrapped the thing, and I am like, "Well, now I need to get the door open." And the, and the Holy Spirit said, "In your, I, I'm a contractor, okay?" He said, "In the garage, you have shims." Do you guys know what a shim is? It's a small piece of, of wood that goes smaller to bigger, and you usually use them for, like, doors or windows to level up stuff. He said, you have shims in there. And so uh, literally where the Holy Spirit told me they were, I ran it, and there they were sitting on the bench. And so I grabbed that, um, and I went out there, and I uh, I, I kind of got the shims in the door. And from where the, where the hanger could enter into the door to where the lock thing was was, like, this far. And I don't know if the hanger's not very stiff, right? So by the time I got that there it was like trying to hit the unlock thing with like a piece of grass. Like it just was doing nothing. I was like, I need something a little more rigid for this. So the Holy Spirit said, Go back into the garage. So I went into the garage and I was looking around and do you guys know what a drywall square looks like? It's a big long square. You use it, it's it's four feet wide because that's how wide a piece of dry was and I have one there. And the, and the Holy Spirit said, Grab that. And so I uh And then he said, grab a hammer and two pieces of cardboard. So I grabbed the hammer, two pieces of cardboard, and I used that to wedge the door open so the shins could slide in more. And I used that really long four foot square to go in and I hit. It was really funny is when I was moving it to try to hit the buttons, I couldn't the way it was bending it, it was like missing the unlock button by this much. I was like, come on and then and then I just backed it out a little bit and I was able to roll down the passenger window, go to the passenger side and unlock the door and it and it set me back maybe seven minutes. Now, I don't know how that would have gone if I did not have the Holy Spirit. There probably would have been a brick through a window because i would have gotten here and i would have paid the consequences but because we are led by the spirit he takes us from ignorant situations i don't know why i had the thought to lock or unlock the doors the, the dealer did not have a second key when I did it, and that would be a great idea. And the funny thing was is my door even has one of those codes, but it's a new truck to me, and I have no idea what the code is. <laughs> so I, I'm going to go find out after church. I'm going to go through the manual and find out what the code is. But the Holy Spirit was there to help me through that situation. He, he, he is good in even the smallest of situations. Have you ever forgotten something in your house, and you've looked every place, and then there's just something that says, go look here. That's the Holy Spirit. You're not that smart. <laughs> you're, not, you're not that intelligent. I mean, sometimes people have eidetic memories where they can remember stuff like that, but that also comes from the Lord. Yeah. There have been lots of small moments in my life where the Holy Spirit has helped me. People asking for advice, the Holy Spirit would say, tell me to tell someone something, and it impacted their life and changed them. And I was like, that was way smarter than I could ever come up with. That's happened, it's happened in my life, and it can happen in yours. Being led by the Spirit and applying the Word of God through faith is what is what sets us apart. It's what makes us successful in our endeavors. When God says to do something, we, he, he gives us the ability and the power to do it. The wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding because it's in Him it's in relationship with him. Those are the three things that God tells us to focus on as a church, how to live by faith, how to be led by the Spirit, and how to have a personal relationship with Jesus. If, if I can impart those three things, if as a ministry we can impart those three things, we will have successful people come from this place and go and do what God has asked them to do because we are called to gather people in to teach and train them up and to send them where God has imparted them to go. Yeah. That's our whole job. And if we can focus on these three things, we, we can actually make a difference. In, in individuals' lives and the communities that those individuals go to, Amen. Yeah. Does that sound okay? Yeah. So I th- I think we're gonna we're gonna continue on uh, with this. If you want to hear um, what we've been going over the last I don't know four or five weeks, we have it on Facebook, but we also have it on Spotify and Anchor. We put our services on there, so you can go to TaneyLoveChurch.com, Love Church. Um, on spotify or anchor podcast and you can listen to all the previous service we release this we release releases nope we release new episodes there we go every tuesday and so we're just going in order as we as they were taught so i think we're about three weeks behind just so we give time for ben to edit them and do it the right way ben is the guy who does all that stuff for us so if it is good it's because the lord has helped ben to do it goodly right If it's not good, it's Ben. If it is good, it's the Holy Spirit inside of Ben. (laughs) All right, let's stand up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, we worship you. You are so good. We're so thankful to be able to be in a place with you. I I just pray over everyone underneath the sound of my voice that that you would bring them peace, that you would bring them calmness in their heart, that you would help them to get quiet. If they haven't heard you in a while, Father, help them to get to a place where they can hear you father have have mercy on us lord through our ignorance through our bad decision making have mercy on us lord bring us back to the last thing you told us to do bring us back to that place where maybe we got off track or maybe we started focusing on ourselves or maybe we 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 got into our own desires and not into yours and we repent for that lord we repent for that lord and we we say we will follow you have your will have your way father whatever you say to us we will do thank you father thank you lord i i encourage you that when you guys go home to look at these scriptures just because it needs to become real to you it doesn't do you any good for me to stand up here and shout and yell and and i don't know just be this you know it's 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 fun and it's entertaining but but i want want you to look at me Know this for yourself. Know know this for you, not because Micah said so, not because you heard it on a tape, not because it sounds good and it sounds fun. Know this. Faith comes for you by hearing and hearing the word of God. God, I cannot make you have faith, but I can point you to the one where faith comes from. Know this for yourself. If, if, If you're busy, if you don't feel like you have enough time, Check, check your priorities. What's the most important? Sometimes it does require, actually not even sometimes, all of the time it requires sacrifice on our behalf. I'm not, I'm not saying make drastic changes, but getting up 20 minutes earlier, going to bed a little later, shutting the TV off or the phone off, don't make it the last thing you consume when you go to bed. Yesterday I had, uh, um, we had some soda left over from Thanksgiving, and so I had a Pepsi at like 7.30 at night, which I don't know why I did that, but I did. So when it was bedtime, I thought, I'm not going to sleep <laughs> for a little bit. And so I thought, I can lay in bed, and I can play on my phone, and I can torch myself. And then I said, or I can just go listen to Scripture and teaching until I feel tired. And that's what I did. And then when I went to bed, I prayed over my mind, and I prayed over my heart. And I went to bed at 1.30 last night, and I woke up at 6.30 this morning. Now, homeschool math tells me that's five hours, Okay. <laughs> So that's not enough sleep supposedly, but I spent time with the Lord because that was more important than me playing whatever stupid game I was going to play on my phone to try to fall asleep. You understand what I'm saying? It took a decision on my behalf. Do I make that decision every time? No. Would I like to? Sure. But that's that's where you come into this thing. It's making a decision. That's all that it is. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tanny Love Church podcast. For more information about us, visit us online at www.tannylovechurch.com. And you can also check us out on social media on Instagram and Facebook.